Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me. And they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable. Today we have a little bit different show format for you. I'm not alone, um, and I do have two guests with me. One you know, Brent Marshall from Frankie Stenson Moore. He is our Good Radio Network movie correspondent and critic. And um, another amazing guest today is Renee Sheltema. She is a uh, director, writer, producer, photographer, and we're going to be talking about her very special film, uh, Normal is Over. And before we do that, I promise to give a shout out to my new friend, Tahir Ramzan from Pakistan. He didn't believe that uh, I would actually do that. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Hello, uh, Tahir. Uh, Renee is a Dutch documentary filmmaker and photographer. As I said, she lives in Cape Town, South Africa. Sometimes, because she's always traveling. Yes. Uh, And as I said, we're featuring her documentary today, Normal is Over. She has two degrees, one in criminology, another in TV journalism and photojournalism. She has a BA at law. And, you know, I don't know if she's an overachiever or not, but she's certainly a brilliant person and brilliant woman. And I'm so pleased to have her on, on the show today. She has worked for Dutch television as a director, producer, camera person for over 35 years. And many of her documentaries have been selected at international film festivals. And she also has worked, um, and her work can be seen as a photographer in magazines and newspapers uh, from Holland to the U.S. to South Africa. And she's a member of the New York Getty's Images Welcome, Renee. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not That's anymore? Okay. okay. And I was a member of Gamma Liaison, which was in Paris, and then I was taken over by Getty. And ah, I'm okay. going to stop here. <laughs> okay. And welcome, Brent, to Mission Unstoppable. I think this might be your first time on this show. Uh, I think I think it is. Thanks, Frankie, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I thank you. Um, it was actually Brent who, who brought Renee and this film to my attention and, and said, you know, Frankie, I think that this would be a great... Uh, person to interview and a great topic to talk about and I so wholeheartedly agree with you Brent um, thank you, you Brent yeah oh well, my pleasure it's, it's a wonderful film and it's uh, a message that definitely deserves to get out you know wider with further exposure that people need to know about mm. it's an outstanding film why don't you set us up Renee with you know the short version and we're going to go in depth into all of the things that we found in in, in the documentary Okay, uh, whoa. Yeah, one line. Well, Normal is Over the Movie um, is, a, is a documentary that I spent five, six years of my life making. Of course, I've been thinking about it. It's been brewing in my head. But um, when my kids left home, I decided, okay, let me just see if I can pull this off. Because um, basically, it's about the, the fact that, you know, we have to overcome growthism. You know, economic growth is almost never talked about as the 
a culprit of everything else. And that's mm -hmm. sort of my analysis. Um, climate change is not something that you can fix by just, um, you know, renewable energy. It's a symptom. You have to change something else. There will still be, a, you know, if you drive on solar, there will still be plastic in the ocean. We have, we have, a, we have a, a bigger problem. And, um, yeah, I, I tried to find funding in Holland, and they thought, well, you know, one woman crew taking a, making a documentary, connecting the dots on the big picture of what we're doing to this planet. That's just too much. Good luck. And so, and also they're part of, uh, you know, maybe the, the establishment and for the establishment to, to support film like this is maybe hard. Um, you know, in hindsight, anyway, I just, uh, I just decided that I would, as a one woman crew, um, go on a journey uh, searching for most documentaries are really about the drama and they you go home all depressed and I really wanted to search for solutions mm -hmm. because you know we all know the drama you can see it out your window um, but you need to understand where it's coming from and you need to analyze the big picture before you can even come up with solutions and so the first part of the film is really analyzing the, 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 the bigger picture and then slowly slowly uh, more and more solutions come up until the end you know there's a is the overarching solution, um, mm -hmm. which which is not the solution, but you know, there's many many different things we can do on many different levels, and um, I yeah, I, I I spent five years making it. I shot 180 hours. I uh, for te for about three and a half years, I edited it down to 10 hours, and then I thought, okay, if I die now, I've said what I need to say. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's yeah. it's 103 minutes, um, the version that, that we watched. And y what I love about this film is that you really did a great job at, at showing, you know, what is the big picture and offering the solutions. Because a lot of times, you know, people, they, they lay a lot of blame, but they don't have an action for us at the end. And, and here... Um, you have spoken to, you went around the globe. I mean, you literally went around the globe and spoke to many, many, many important people, people who um, have great knowledge and were able to express in a, in a really simple way how we can save our planet. Not easy, but simple, really. Well, yeah, that was the greatest challenge. I'm so happy that you say that because... They are sometimes talking really complicated language, and I didn't know what they were talking about. So mm -hmm. my the biggest uh, challenge was to decode the complicated language of the economists and the, in, and and sometimes politicians because uh, it's secret language and it just mm -hmm. keeps us believing in this dream that economic growth will make us all happy. <laughs> Brent, do you, I think you had a, a question. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I was really impressed with with the the approach that you used was that, you know, if we're going to affect the climate change and sustainability issues, uh, we need to move beyond the symptoms of the problem and our focus on coming up with technological solutions, uh, instead targeting the need for a change in human nature. Um, in light of that, um, what things do you think we can do to change human nature, given, you know, the current state of our thinking being so entrenched and ingrained as it is? Well, yes, it's a process, right? Um, I wish with a snap of finger everybody could just change their mm. mind. That would be mm -hmm. easy. Then I'd be the ecological dictator telling everybody what to do, and it would not be a problem. <laughs> um, so what did Gandhi say? First, they laugh at you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the one? At first they, first, first they're aggressive, then they laugh at you, and then they change. So if, I think the first step is really to make people aware of what's going on, especially young young kids. You know, the, the younger generation that didn't vote in the U.S., that didn't vote in Europe, because mm-hmm. they're so confused. All the information they get is from Facebook, and they have no clue what's going on. And they're not being informed because the media are infotainment. They are they're run by um, you know they have to make profit and and dumb information is it makes profit and Trump with his idiotic um, tweets it makes a profit. CBS never made as much profit as as a pre-election year. So I'm going off on yeah. my own little. Let, let me let me let me let me bring this back. Let, let's just bring this back. We have a problem here on planet Earth. Yeah. The planet is, I mean, the problem is, one, that at, in the current year right now, we need to have one and a half planet Earths for the resources that we need for all More. the people living here. More. By 2020, we are going, in five years actually, we are going to need five or six planet Earths in order yeah. to sustain the amount of people that are living on planet Earth. Well, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So what has to happen and once, you know, we get believers here, what has to happen is we have to stop our growth. We have to stop our growth and we have to stop consumerism and we have to stop shopping and we have to start looking at how are we going to, to you know, keep this planet for our future. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to be able to do it. Now, one of the one of the experts that you spoke to, and I, I did not get his name. I'm so sorry. You'll know who I mean, though. When he said that if we don't do this by 2020, we're out of time. There's, don't even bother because we've already lost the game. Mm-hmm. So people need to get on board right now. You know, we need to, everybody needs to see your film. And everybody, I mean, we're, we're creatures of habit, human beings. You know, we have to do things not once, but many, many times in order for it to, uh, you know, to get inside our brains. And so, um, you know, yeah, for we, we might conserve energy for a week and we might, you know, put our plastic bags and we might do this and we might do that. But we don't always keep our good, you know, the good things that we're supposed to be doing because we, we fall back on bad habits. So we really need from top down and up and wide and everywhere for people to understand that we're not nobody's joking anymore this is not this is serious stuff and mm-hmm. the lies that are being spread in the schools and the lie from the Koch brothers and the lies that are being you know disseminated out that by Donald Trump it goes oh it's cold we're, what are you talking about global warming you know <laughs> that kind of silliness is stupidity when you know there's a clear picture here that everybody can see we just had hurricane Harvey and Irma and Jose and more and the earthquake in in Mexico there's a story there's you know there's a story and if you follow the dots you can take it all the way back to where you are in your film Renee and that is with money and greed Mm. well yeah the, the question has been asked by the public several times what was first you know the greed for money or is are are human humans naturally greedy Mm-hmm. I think humans are not naturally greedy. I think we are destined to work together if we know what we're doing. Um, but the money system has made us greedy. And so we had a long dialogue, but now I don't have a dialogue. I just get to say what I want. <laughs> yeah, and Brent, don't uh, don't wait for me to call on you. Just pop in whenever you feel like it. Well, one thing I was thinking was, um, you know, given what you had just mentioned about the idea of us being creatures of habit, um, a lot of times we respond better to the carrot than the stick. 
when yeah. it gets to getting us to change our habits. Yeah. And I was wondering, are there, are there any particular carrot-driven initiatives that can be employed in connection with this to help get people moving in the direction instead of feeling like they're being dragged into it? That's a really good question, Renee. We're going to keep that as a cliffhanger because we're going to go to a commercial break in, in a few seconds. Where are we at? Oh, 15 seconds. Okay. So Renee Sheltema, she is the director, producer, writer, whatever you want to call her, famous person now um, of the movie Normal um, is Normal over. Normal is over the movie.com. Yes. Normal is over.org. Right. Yeah. There you go. Listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's marching down the Laughter was such good medicine. Ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves. And 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cacinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to the American Cancer Society, over 240,000 men will develop prostate cancer this year. Many men will also be diagnosed with an enlarged prostate. BPH is a non-cancerous increase in the size and number of cells that make up the prostate. Harvard Medical School recommends exercise for prostate cancer prevention. They state that regular exercise pairs down your risk of developing some deadly problems, including heart disease, stroke, and certain types of cancers. And although few studies have directly assessed the impact of exercise on prostate health, those that have been done have concluded that exercise is beneficial. If you are a man, take the advice of reputable health institutions and make daily exercise your mode of operation. Not only are you defending yourself against most cancers, you're also increasing your quality of life. I'm Annette Hammond. And we're back. And thank you. You're listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. My guest today is Renee Sheltema. My other guest today is our movie correspondent, Brent Marchand, who was kind enough to bring Normal is Over to my attention, and Renee as well. And we are sitting here now with the director of that movie, and we are talking about uh, the topic of that movie. And it's really, how are we going to save planet Earth? How are we going to do this? Before we went to break, Brent asked a wonderful question, a hard question, probably the question, um, what what carrots could we put in front of us as human beings that would make us change or help us change our ways in order for all of us to stop what we're doing and heal our planet? Yes, that was the question I set out with. Yeah, <laughs> that took that took me 180 hours to film and three years to produce 10 hours, and then another year and a half to produce the current 103 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
because there's you know there's solutions on many on a variety of levels. It's not just top down. It's also bottom up. It's uh, you know we we have we have solutions on political levels. We can people who are creatures of habit, you know, can be taxed um, petrol or they can be you know let's just say or tourists can maybe work in a permaculture garden before they. Uh, uh, hop onto a plane in, in all you know there's there's many things that you can ask people to do that they might even want to do to to help make a difference you know and so it's yeah so it's on the economic level on a political level on a small scale level on an individual level and you know somebody I, I try to really find solutions in many on on for, for everyone so if if the the whole system thinking is above your head you can still put solar on your roof or start a group solar project or, or you know, start a vertical garden. Or if you're poor, you know, you can find that grass lawn and start digging and take it out and, and make a veggie garden and sell your veggies. I mean, there's something that for, for everyone, really. Yeah, one of the one of the images that really hurt me as a, you know, animal activist was seeing that whale who was packed with six square meters of plastic in its in its belly and it died because of it and six square meters of plastic and they were mostly shopping bags shopping bags that people just threw into the ocean like what are you people thinking and these animals you know it's it's bad enough that we have oil spills in there but you know you're killing them the birds and and all these animals that uh are just inhaling this stuff really uh with the water and the fish that he's eating and all of that um, that just really, really bothered me so very much. And and so there was a point in the movie where you interviewed this woman who, who decided she wasn't going to, you know, use plastic anymore. And you tried it. And you had like a ton of plastic around you. Uh, <laughs> did that last? <laughs> I, I try and recycle it. And, you know, there, there's ideas for that too. Like at, at every, I think in each and every household in the whole world where they still allow plastic ba- bags, uh-huh. they have too many bags at home. And then none when they go out for shopping. So one solution is, it's not in the film, but, you know, to put a big uh, um, recycled box in the, in, the, in front of the store where everybody can dump their plastic bags that they have at home. So at least we reuse them. We shouldn't make, we shouldn't produce more plastic. It's already right. plastic in all our drinking water. It's going to, uh, it's really bad for us. So we have to just, and, and plastic, of course, is a derivative of oil and gas. And so... Um, it's part of, of, of the stuff that we need to just stop use, stop using now and, and take take out whatever we can because we've already destroyed. There's, there will be more plastic in the oceans uh, in, in, than fish by 2050 if we continue like this. It's, it's, it's bloody stupid. It is. And so, so what, what, what I thought was the most challenging part of, the, of, 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 the, of, of making the story was to go beyond just the drama and all these complaints about oh sorry i didn't turn off the, uh, my phone um uh, i did um don't worry but complaints but, but, yeah complaints because you know it's the financial economic system that's driving us towards greed towards right. because we make money with money and so everybody is is uh, uh, wants to make more money and because you can make money with money they want to, everybody wants more money and that's you know everything in nature degrades except money and we create money out of nothing. It's nothing. It's just a, it's just a story that we told ourselves. Right. We can we can tell each we can tell each other a different story. What's happening now is that all whether it's politicians or countries 
or, or individuals or corporations. They turn free nature into money and make a profit that way. This model has to stop. This is outdated. It, it can't, we, we have to stop it now. And we have to, but first we have to realize that that's what's happening because that's not what you hear in the news. In the news you hear, and I saw I go, I go on about the news, but of course I've been part of the media and I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a one, one woman investigative journalist and I have worked sure. with others, but a lot of times they don't want to hear this sort of story because it doesn't give them profit. And that's maybe why I've been struggling for a while, and, and, and I'm so happy that you're listening, because we really need to understand that it's our money system that's mm -hmm. eventually killing us if we, keep, if, we, if we don't realize what we're doing. Well, it's amazing how insidious it is, too, because mm. <clears throat> here in Chicago, where I live, it's even worked its way into so-called attempts at trying to overcome some of the environmental issues. There was a law that was passed that was designed to help reduce the number of the disposable plastic shopping bags that people were using by imposing a tax if they didn't bring their own bag. So uh, it ended up that a lot of people actually decided, I'm going to start bringing my own bag more often now. And mm. as a result, that, that was really bringing about you know a successful result. But yeah. after that happened, <laughs> the government was complaining, well, we're not getting the tax revenue from these plastic bags that we have to charge when they... Uh, when they don't oh, bring their geez. own bags, well, what does that? What kind of a message does that send to yeah. the public? Saying, "Is this really an environmental initiative, or is this a tax revenue raising initiative?" Crazy. Yeah, you, you, well, you have a government problem. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I thought was really great was, um, you know, when when you think about in the film, you t um, they talk about that women affect 70% of the household carbon footprint. And it's our buying habits and our habits really that, that can make or change or, or stay the same um, what is happening. But what I really liked was that the only time there was a two-system currency was when there was a woman in power in Egypt. And, and okay. so, so that's very interesting because I think that I can see women are more sensitive in ways that, you know, I, I, like bartering. Like, you know, I, I think it's great to barter, you know, I, I'll barter my, what I do for what you do or what he does. And, and that makes a lot of sense to me rather than spending money because mm -hmm. time doesn't cost us money. You know, time, time is really free and, and it's, you know, there's hard cost to some things that people do, but, you know, we make it up in different ways. And so I loved how, um, you know, the 1 million women organization started and, and, and what they're doing. And in order to join, you have to promise to cut a ton of pollution out of your life by the end of a year. Now, how great is that? I think that's awesome. Yes, but that's still, you're still coming back to the idea of, you know, that, that, that you know, climate change, we, of, you know, is a, it's a symptom, really. It's not yeah. a problem in itself. Species extinction is just as important, I think, in the film. I, I mentioned it first because I think it's without bees, we, we, we're gone soon. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we just we live in cities. And we, we are surrounded by tars and we forget that everything that's out there is the same instead of nature. And so um, we, we, need to, we, we need to look further I mean, beyond our, our city walls and understand that um, without all these animals and plants and trees, there's no future, and it's it's very easy to ignore because you can just put on your headphone and walk down the city and 
not even hear the, the voices around you because you're listening to music and you're moving from, from the one club to the next. Meanwhile, um, nature's being destroyed. I mean, I talk about that a lot on Frankie Sense, especially. Um, I talk about, you know, the animals that are going extinct and how we can help save those animals. But, yeah. and you're absolutely right. And what was so interesting was that, you know, the one, I, I, again, I can't remember his name, but one, one of your experts on there was saying that, you know, human beings are not keystone. We're not keystone uh um, animals, Indi- let's say. Individuals, individuals. Yeah, 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 we're not. Yeah. Like, if we die, nature's going to go on without us because it knows how to do that. We're the ones yes. that don't know how to do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that we're not important. Elephants are important, and we're mm-hmm. killing them. They could be gone in five years. You know, elephants are super important for all of nature, but we are not. And and we need to put that into perspective. We think that we're, you know, amazing and wonderful, but really... Um, we're the ones who have killed this planet. We're the ones who are killing it and killing everything in it. And if we don't smarten up, you know, we are going to be dead and there will be no future. Okay. That's part one of the film. Yeah. Part two is, you know, how do we, um, what do we do? How yeah. do we, how do we fix this? And is there time to fix it? And when, when will this consciousness change happen? Will it happen like it happened in Berlin where suddenly the, the Berlin wall fell and, Nobody knew what was happening, and there was like a, a critical mass of understanding of, of, from the global population that understand what needs understands what needs to be done, and suddenly we go, we we move this whole ship a few yeah. degrees, or ideally 180 degrees. <laughs> um, big, that, that's one scenario, because we we you know I, I really I won't go on about the money system because the the experts in the film articulate it far better than I do. Um, but it's it's a very important part of the solution that that yeah. you know that our current money system is just not working for us anymore, and that, and that we can create a different world with with different currencies. And what you're seeing is now is yeah yeah you see the Bitcoin and you see all these other cryptocurrencies that are being forbidden or illegal or criminals use them. These these currencies have are in my view are pointless. They just serve to for speculation to make more money with money. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, I think it's it's a waste of time because we just first need to get rid of this idea that we, that, that we should stop making money with money. That there's other things to do, far more important things to do. Yes. Yeah. And money, money, you know, the whole the whole money currency system has to go, all of it. And you know, we're all worried well, about the well, debt. We have to pay the debt. We have to pay the national debt. But you know, what if there wasn't a debt? What if we lived debt-free because we stopped producing yeah. stuff we don't need anymore? We're going to go to commercial break very soon. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Make your point. Yeah, it's, the current system will work for certain things that for which competition might be uh, um, good, like like computers or cell phones or, or batteries, you know, make, make, make sustainable batteries. Growth, growth can be there for you know, for planting trees and for many sustainable activities, of course. Um, I'll stop here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that because I think there, there's quite a bit to, to say um, about sustainability and renewability and, you know, shopping and not shopping. And I'd like to know your views. So get in touch. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. 
ever butt-dialed someone accidentally? According to a report, for every 100 calls made to 911 this year, about 40 were dialed unintentionally. Recently, a mother in Canada called police after receiving a nightmarish cell phone call from her daughter, filled with blood-chilling screams and a man shouting murderous threats. Police discovered that the girl was at a movie theater in Victoria. Anticipating the worst, the cops were preparing to descend on the cinema when a dispatcher tried calling the girl's cell phone one last time. The girl answered her phone and explained she was not being attacked by a murderer, but was watching the horror film Cabin in the Woods. What do you call the activity of being impolite in a social situation by looking at your phone instead of paying attention to the person you are with? Something. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. A study from the Center of Science in the Public Interest reviewed the nutritional contents of movie theater popcorn and found an alarming amount of fat, salt, and calories. A typical large tub of popcorn has 1,200 calories, 980 milligrams of sodium, and 60 grams of saturated fat. Adding just one tablespoon of butter adds 130 calories. Even the small delivers 670 calories, 550 milligrams of sodium, and 24 grams of saturated fat. Movie theater popcorn is often popped in coconut oil, which is about 90% saturated fat. Add salt to the enormous portions, and your once healthy snack turns into a health offender. Next time you go to the movies, bring your own air-popped popcorn and enjoy the show. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. And we're back. You are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. Thanks for sticking around. We have a very important topic today. We are talking about planet earth and how are we going to keep our planet from dissolving really um we're talking to filmmaker renee sheltema she is um the director and, and writer and everything the one the one person show on normalisover.org. you can go there and check it out and brent marchand is with us as well he reviewed this film originally and we're going to talk um a minute about her other film the film that came before this film and brent did you want to set us up for that yeah, um, yes, <clears throat> Something Unknown was a wonderful film that Renee made a few years ago where she talked about some of the various um, metaphysical practices and, and concepts that we can tap into to help uh, reshape our lives in various ways. Now, given the fact that, you know, one of the most important messages to come out of normal is over is that we need to look for ways to help um, change human nature, um, I would strongly recommend that you know, listeners who are interested in pursuing that path also check out Renee's previous film. And, um, Renee, I was wondering if there's anything in particular that you can think of that you incorporated into that movie that people can draw upon as a means to help looking at ways to change their nature. Um, yeah, to, to say it in a very simple way is that, you know, we tend to look at everything in a three-dimensional way, <laughs> And that whatever we can measure exists, and what we can't measure does not exist. And that's not how the world works. That's not how we work. We we, we don't understand most of what's happening in the universe. Mm-hmm. And you know, our body is is basically a mystery. And, and we can even 
influence our own health um, with our mind. That's that's part of the the previous film. Uh, well, you know, there's they found scientific evidence for that. Most of us know that already, of course. But um, yeah, you have to 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 start. That's a starting point that you that you must understand that the world is not just a three dimensional thing that we measure and that. You know, we that, that we control, like we superior humans, we control nature, and so we are so great. But we have to stop with that philosophy. <laughs> maybe maybe we have to be like the lobster, Brent. You know, like if you don't comply, <laughs> you get to turn into an animal yeah. of your choice. <laughs> well, one of the things I really liked about something unknown was cool. the was was the array of uh, experts that you brought into the film. I mean, that was really quite a coup getting a number of the people who you got to speak in that film. Mm. Yeah, this was a, again a one-woman journey. They, um, um, it, it was co-produced uh, with a Dutch Buddhist broadcasting station that, that was nice. sort of very alive at the time. They are now sort of gobbled up. Uh, I'm not even sure if they ex- still exist. Um, and there was the last film I co-produced with, with Dutch television. But I, I made it again as a one-woman crew, and I, I think I also traveled probably for a year on my own, uh, interviewing these different scientists with my uh, little camera and... I spent years and years editing all that footage too. Yeah, so it was also a, a passion project. I guess that's what I am all about. And you have a you have a website for that particular film? Something www.somethingunknown.com. And I'd also like to mention that it's also one of the films that I reviewed in my second book, Consciously Created Cinema. So if, if listeners want to hear or want to read more about the movie, you can also check that out. It, for which you won an award. Be, <laughs> yes, it was actually bought by Oprah Winfrey uh, to be aired at OWN, and then they never uh, aired it. Um, I'm not going to gossip, but I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might write about it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, but back to back to normal is over. The the first thing that we had to what all of us need to do is just identify we have a problem and we all have to be on board with that. Yes, we have a problem, and if you don't yeah. think we have a problem, then you need to. I don't know, hit your head against a wall or something because we have a problem. And and second is then, you know, there's some really great solutions out there that have come up through the film and it's going to be a matter of adopting the best one. And, you know, there is a, a fabulous solution that seems pretty easy to me and simple and, to follow. And that that is, um, you know, the one of, of a circular circular economy. economy. Yeah, I mean, it's so simple and smart and easy. And it makes so much sense because it follows nature. And anything that we do that follows, the, you know, the laws of nature is a good thing. And, you know, like a point that was made, like when you get on a train, you don't buy a train to take a train ride. You buy a ticket to take a train ride. So why can't we just, you know, uh, rent things? Yes, rent products from the big corporations. Yeah, and then they to, don't to have take to take be... the product back. Re- reuse it and sell it back to us um, without having to touch nature. Really, because like, you know, the one of the biggest um, users of silver in, 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 is the computer industry and the, mm. and the cell phone industry. You know, so mining is something that, you know, has to be done and, and we're using up those resources because we need it in, in you know, all the uh, phones and computers that are out there in the world, but we don't need to own them. Mm. Exactly, and we and there's so many, so many of these phones are being thrown away or burned. It's, it's yeah, aw- it's awful. It's really, it's really a dumb way of. Uh, I mean, if you looked from Mars down to Earth and you look at all these people busy 
chopping trees and killing animals and you know making grass around their houses and 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 and, and build cities and tower and so busy with that and making money and then fighting for money you really wonder what are the heck what the heck are they doing why are they why is that they've got the wrong story we need a different story yeah is this what because, it's all about being alive is just bye 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 you see, the, the other story, I'd like to say something about the other story and just give mm-hmm. a glimpse of, you know, basically paradise is here. We just, we just have, we just forgot about it because, mm-hmm. because of money and because of, you have to have a job. You have to, you know, buy food for our kids, but you can grow your own food. And in, in, in nature, the indigenous people are the closest to nature. Yes. And, and they're the ones who are being exercised and put in salvations and, Oh, they're the ones we need to treasure um, and their lifestyles. And I'm not saying we need to go back to, to the past. I'm saying we need to, th- these people live in paradise. I mean, of course, there's illnesses and all of that, but we can also live in paradise if, if, we, if, we, if we envision it and then, we, mm-hmm. and then we, we're strong enough to create it. We have to recreate it because we've destroyed most of it. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think you're right on the money there with, following societies that do things right like you know like the indigenous people one of the I, this is embarrassing to say and i'm going to say it because there was a conversation that, i don't know maybe 15 years ago and this woman was very proud of her collecting her heritage seeds and i'm not a gardener and i didn't know what she was talking about and i'm like well what's so big what's the big deal about that but today i'm like hitting myself on the head going oh my god with monsanto and all these horrible companies doing what they're doing to our food of course you want heritage seeds you want food that hasn't been genetically modified and have little weevils living in it and stuff like you want food that's real (laughs) and you know i own i'm not gonna say only but i really try hard to buy only organic food yes Mm. it's a little more expensive but i'm i am really concerned about what goes in my body and so I want organic food and I want real food. And I don't want, I don't buy boxed food. I buy things that I have to make myself. <laughs> and, you know, if we adopted that, okay, we all like convenience, but you know what? Convenience, because now you've got cancer and your animals are getting cancer and, you know, crazy stuff is happening in this world. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with our food and the yes, things that we use. I'd like to add something to that. Um, you know, it's it's very easy to say, you know, Monsanto is bad or Shell is bad and Exxon is bad. Yes, they, they, they are reckless and they should know better because they're clever people and they just go for the profit. But they're also a victim of the of the system. And they mm-hmm. uh, some of them don't don't realize that they're the victim of a system and that they're doing what they're doing and like Monsanto is is doing this to make a profit and to make the shareholders happy. Right. Yay, that's important. Yeah. Because they put their money in there and they want to own the world and it's about power. And these things, these sort of philosophies um, are not working for all of us. <laughs> and, but, and, it, it, and, it, and it's, and it, you know, the power is now in the hands of 10 corporations. I think 10 and, and, and 60, 60 people in the whole world own the half of the world. Right. Now. Right. Sixty people in half the world. How yeah. insane is that? And what really gets me is okay, you're smart and you made a shitload of money, right? Why don't you care about your children and your grandchildren? Why don't you care about their future? What like are you short so short sighted that you're gonna yeah. die with all of this money that you can do nothing with? 
because you're dead. So who cares? You know, they have money and the children have money. And yes, they can maybe buy planes to to hide in New Zealand, which a lot of rich people are doing. Um, but I'm not so sure if you can hide at some point in time. New Zealand has massive earthquakes and stuff. It's, it's going to be for, you know, everyone. It's Everyone is in this. It's not just even the rich. Right. And, and, even the and rich so, are going to die because of it. And so the idea is that, we, the, you know, the, 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 the 10 corporations that really own everything in the world at the moment um, need to really pay for the natural capital. Um, otherwise, they could, and, and, and because, you know, that's, that they want, they want, they need to stop making, with the idea of making a profit. Um, ooh, this is dangerous territory. I know, I'm in dangerous territory. But they need to definitely pay for the natural capital they use. They can't just use the water, the soil, the air, uh, and, and make a profit. But, you know, if you watch the documentary Blue Gold, right, and you've got the Bushes buying up water and you've got the Cox buying up water and you got or the Cokes and you buy all these people are buying up water and, Mm. you know, Blue Gold and and Green Gold, the land and and stuff because they're greedy and they want to make more money. But it's also because it's free. It needs to it needs to have a price. We need to reprice everything. Trees need to have a price. Uh, land, you know, not just land, but nature needs to have a price. Uh, uh, you can't just dig it, mine it, and and get it out of a poor, poor country in Africa and, and and make a whole lot of profit. It's just not. It's not. It's it's not. It's going to kill us all. So it needs to stop. I think well, this is really <clears throat> also oh, the, one minute, Brent. One minute. Oh, okay. To, well, to I, I was also going to say one other thing that that you mentioned that I thought that's interesting too is the whole convenience question. I mean, the idea that everybody's convinced everything has to be convenient, convenient, mm-hmm. convenient. And and mm-hmm. so oftentimes, you're not necessarily getting any more convenience. You're just trading one thing for another. I mean, mm-hmm. I <laughs> people are astounded when I tell them I don't have a cell phone. People are astounded when I tell them I don't have a car. They look at me like deer in the headlights saying, how do you even get by through your day? And like, it's easy. It's possible. It can be done. Right. It's not really like I'm being inconvenienced for doing so. It's actually fun not having a car. It's actually fun not having a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see families being destroyed by cell phones. Parents yeah. are on their phone or ignoring their children. It's like the people on the phone are more important than the people sitting right in front of them. It's really crazy okay. how so it, it works It makes all of us lonely. Yeah. All of us are sitting behind the computer on their own. It's crazy. The more, When I traveled, I uh, probably should say that later, but in my travels, I, I, I met everyone on their own behind the computer. We have to go to a commercial. We'll, we'll hear more about your travels. I want to hear about them when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Right after these right messages. Stop. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. 
My favorite books is called Forgotten English by author Jeffrey Kaser, who looks at the origins and histories of the language. For example, take the term Fritterbohn. That's an old English expression, probably borrowed from German, that means fleeting weeks and refers to what we call a honeymoon. A fribbler is a guy who doesn't ever make it to the honeymoon. The word fribbler comes from the 18th century and refers to a man who is in love with a woman but just won't commit to marriage. Chaucer coined the term pigasnia, which comes from the phrase pig's eye to mean sweetheart. Hey guys, why don't you try that one and your girlfriend and see how it goes? It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. You're listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso. My guest today is Renee Sheltima, and Brent Marchand is with us as well. It's Mission Unstoppable Radio, and we have this amazing show for you today. We're talking about the future of our planet, the future of our world, and we don't have that long in which to work things out. As a matter of fact, we need to do it by 2020. Before you talk about your travels, I do. I, there was one... Um, w- there was one piece of information that I found absolutely remarkable uh, in your film. $200 billion a year is what it's going to cost to save civilization. $200 mm. billion a year. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, doesn't it? Every year, we need to spend that. However, however, this is one-eighth of the global military budget. How insane is that? Mm. So we're willing to spend all that money on on fighting and guns and tanks and whatever, missiles. We could save our planet. We could save our planet with that, an eighth of that budget. And be happy. <laughs> and be happy. Come on, people. Come on. World leaders, women, where are you? We need you. We need to do this, and we need to do it right now because mm-hmm. there is a tipping point of no return, and we're very, very close to it. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. three years away from it. Yeah, it's overshoot and collapse. We've yeah. already passed the overshoot and collapse day. Yeah, so we really need to act now. We need a we need a we need a mass mobilization. Really mass mobilization. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a um it's 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 stupid to deny. It's it's easy to deny because you don't want to change your lifestyle, and your lifestyle wouldn't have to change that much in order to. Uh, to, to actually live a happier life, um, it's it's not it's not that bad. It can be done. We, we just need the everyone needs to understand on what page we are, and most people unfortunately don't because mm-hmm. we're all paralyzed by the idea that we have to make money and more money, and that's all we need to do. And economic growth will make us happier. We need to just get rid of that old-fashioned, outdated story. You know, people love to look back on, you know, the pioneer days. They love to think about how hardy they were, how they traveled, you know, across the West and in the in the U.S. and how they crossed the, you know, the Atlantic Ocean from Europe. And they, they were these travelers who just really did amazing things. And they did it without all of the stuff that we have. We don't need our stuff. Matter of fact, mm. as you get older and my age, you look around and you go, I need to get rid of stuff. I don't want stuff. And you don't want to leave all your stuff, you know, for your kids to throw out. So our landfills are becoming just 
you know, filled with garbage that we don't need. I look at the trinkets and tchotchkes and, and things, and I thought, you know, you don't, who needs that stuff in their house? You don't mm. need those little $2 things from the dollar store in your house. You don't need it. Well, stop making them, please. They're not decoration. Yeah. But then, you've, of course, you know, you have, uh, I, I keep coming back to the media and the importance of the role of the media mm -hmm. worldwide um, because it's hard to find an, an, an investigative journalism uh, pieces of, of writing or news. Um, and, and if they exist, they, uh, you know, they don't make money because people do not want to be informed. They want to be entertained because right. and that makes money. And that's, that, there's a big problem there because the media almost, and this is, uh, I, mean, uh, I think it's almost the media that brought Trump into power. It's the media who, who like oh, yeah. the sensationalism and it's the media who are short-sighted and superficial in their uh, wish to make profit. And, 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 this, and this, is, this is dangerous because people get lost. Clever students get, are lost. I, I spoke to a few students at Berkeley. I, I stayed in the U.S. just now for, in, the, in the Bay Area for five months. Wow. And, I, and I went to Berkeley and I, I showed the film to a few students in Berkeley. And they were just like falling off their chairs. I finally understand what's going on because you don't even get, get this sort of information that's in the film in, at university, you get, you know, you get the, the old-fashioned economics. The whitewashed version, yeah. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get to connect the dots. You don't, you get all these parts of, of the puzzle, but you don't get the whole picture. And and, and, and these students are our future. And it, and the moment they, they can, and really I think this educational market should be really uh, very cool because I made this film for the younger generation. I made this film for my children. For, for my we need to get you on a university circuit. We have to get you out there mm. to all of the schools. I mean, you know what? My mother had a degree in economy, but, you know, she had her master's. But, you know, math and economy and money, they make it sound so hard that, you know, mm. I turn my brain off because I, I don't understand it. I don't yeah. get it, right? Yeah. But it's not hard. It's not difficult. When you listen to the experts in your film, you're going, oh, okay, I get it. I mm. get it. Yes. And and it's so don't turn off. Listen, because it's easy to get. If you're listening to this show, watch this video. Normal is over. Watch it. Buy it. Do whatever you have to do. Rent it. Take it to your school. Ask your school. Ask your church. Ask whoever to you know hold a showing because it's a very very important film. And sixteen people, sixteen volunteers have been so kind in the past year to offer to translate it into all these languages. It's been translated into German, French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, even Chinese. That's awesome. And these, these are all volunteers who just loved the film and said, what can I do? And I said, oh, would you mind translating it? And they just worked for a month, or I don't know how long, and translated the film in all these languages because they, they want to share the information with their country. And I, I'm very happy and thankful for that. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of the things I really liked about the movie, too, is that you present your case very directly and to the point, but you don't mm -hmm. resort to a lot of hysterical scare tactics. Right. And I think that's important because it, it turns off a lot of viewers when they see, you know, everything is going to fall apart at every next corner. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you end up coming up with a film here that makes its case, talks about solutions, uh, and really gets to the heart of the matter without, you know, scaring the bejesus out of everybody. <laughs> That's a really good point because it, it didn't, I mean, it just, it naturally scared me, but it wasn't because of scare tactics. It was just common sense conversation. 
with the right people. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I worked hard at it. I really needed to uh, get this message out before I die. Was that approach intentional, Renee? You know, I made this film for my own uh, for my own savings um, because they wouldn't sponsor it because they them the money the people with money are part of the establishment and they didn't think I could put it off as a one woman crew so I just rented out my house um, uh, I can't go back home in that sense and I, I spend the, the the most of my money um, producing this film on my own and. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, money has to flow. Like, what, what I, I could have bought, bought myself a, 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 a tiny flat in Amsterdam and then sit behind geraniums. I'm so much ha- I'm so happy I didn't. I live out of a suitcase now and I'm totally fine. It doesn't matter where I am. Um, I'm, I'm, it's, this is not about me. This is about the message that I happen to be a messenger and I happen mm. to have had the, uh, the education and the, and the experience. To, to turn a message into a film, I really wrap the message, film around the message, um, and and that, that's 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 and and so the future. I, I already have another idea for for a film, and there's now a foundation being set up called makingofthefuture.org, and the Dutch one is 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 being reset up, but the you know we have a non-profit status, and the American one has the non-profit status in I think in in a few weeks. The, nice. the, one five, one form, one o two three e z. Well, sorry, has to be sent off, and then we're good to go. And and then the idea is that with this foundation, um, I will continue with another film and another project to 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 work with like-minded people to create this, recreate and regenerate this 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 the, the, the beauty of nature because that's where we need to go yeah and with, with another currency we can get all the joblessness and all the desperate people to work and and do this because we we've damaged so much we have another thousand years to fix the damage that we've done and all the unemployed in the world can get to work to get, awesome. to get to work at it if folks want to get in touch with you renee where do they go um Info at normalisoverthemovie.com. It sounds like you go to my assistant, but I'm still sort of um, a one-woman crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're living out of a suitcase. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And how many countries have you been to now? Um, for this film, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been in China just after Mao's death. That, that was an illegal little trip. I'm not so sure. sure. I can go back there. They might put me behind bars. Um the United States, Canada, uh, Australia, Tasmania, Malawi, South Africa, the Netherlands, uh, wow. Belgium, um, India. Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. Money. I just yeah, but it, you know, I, it needs to roll. It needs to be spent on good courses and not just kept. Well, that was the other. Yeah, that was the other. The other thing. We only got three minutes, so everybody knows that. But the other, the other part of that currency was we're already doing it like with airline miles. We already have a different currency. You know, you you build up points at the grocery store. You build up points for your airline miles, or you build up points other places, and you get things for free. And that is a form of currency, and that's an alternate form of currency that we can employ to get us out of this mess uh, it's, it's it's so simple I, i'm very simple <laughs> yeah and so if people don't understand it then i'm, I'm that this is the plan that i i you know i hope to uh, realize with the the help of the uh, the foundation 
And and by the way, I just put the film on Vimeo today as well. Nice. Um, because I, I think it should be just online. You, you have to pay a little bit and then you support the cause. You know, it's not going to go to... Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to go to... To, to green courses. So I put it on Vimeo today because I thought, you know, this is a great moment. Everybody can watch it. And then if you want to hold the screening, then at least you know what you're in for. You have seen the film. Um, and if you want to buy the educational, um, you know, DVD, you also, you, you, you can, you, you know what you're buying. Otherwise, it, normal is over. It's a very, it can, it can apply to many, many things. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, it's a it wonderful film and I hope everybody will watch it and respond to it in a really positive way and you know we're not being negative here we are being proactively positive mm. because i do believe that we can do this i do believe that we can save our planet i do believe that there's solutions in this movie that are brilliant and easy and it's just a matter of you know having that tipping point or having the right people in power to care enough to make this change happen for the rest of us and help spread the word, become an ambassador or a partner, yeah. or you know, help help get the message out. It's not about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about the message, and and it's amazing. Brent, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention and being on the show with us today, thank Renee. You, Brent. Thank, thank you, Brent. Thank you so very much. And thank you, Renee, for bringing this movie to the world. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for so it. much. And thank you, each and every person <laughs> listening today and in the future. We thank you for paying attention to this very important issue as well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. And Brent, thanks for coming on this show. My pleasure. Karina, thanks for producing the show. <laughs> and we'll yep. see each and every one of you again next week. Thanks so much. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're down. They didn't stop. Stories of people who, when the odds were against them, turned defeat into victory. You've been listening to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. See you next time, and always remember... Don't, 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 don't stop.